Hello, hello, everyone. This is the Casual Film Critic, and we are back with episode five and the Black Klansman. Uh, this time around, we were looking for an Oscar nomination, seeing as the Oscars were coming up. So our best pick was the Black Klansman. Today, I'm Matthew. Joined with Peyton here. And uh, Dylan. And we're here to talk about a good movie. How do you guys feel? Uh... It was. It's a very heavy movie. Very strong movie. Uh, it was definitely very strong imagery throughout the whole thing. Uh, and this may be my first Spike Lee film, but yeah, you can definitely tell like he had his hands in it big time. It feels like. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought it was incredible. I think they did an amazing job. I haven't really seen anything Spike Lee's done that I didn't like. Like everything I've seen that's a Spike Lee joint, quote unquote, is been good the spike lee joint yeah I, okay well the only spike lee joint i've seen is the 2k nba 2k, NBA 2K story and that was actual garbage <laughs> so <laughs> for him to to produce a movie and direct a movie like this very powerful very powerful movie so i've seen one other spike lee movie and i think it was do the right thing yeah yeah and it's very similar like he talks about some of the similar stuff like it's always racially charged yeah um, and that runs through this movie as well. Very strong, like all over this movie. Very strong racial context. Yeah, absolutely. It, it felt like, um, what's, what what's that? Yeah, what I'm just showing like a couple of other Spike Lee movies. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, some other Spike Lee movies would be Malcolm X, obviously racially charged. Um, he got game. He got game. Um, but yeah, we're, I'm sorry, where are you going? Yeah, my bad. Uh, just to say, um, and a lot of it is like overtly racially charged, but a lot of it is like the subtleties that he yeah. he dresses the characters certain ways. He had these amazing uh, editing choices where it's the pitch black background and um, what's his name is speaking, uh, Stokely Carmichael speaking, yeah, and it cuts to the faces of these young black teenagers. It, with the pitch black background, it, it's I couldn't tell if he was trying to depict them as powerful or as hopeless in a way. Like so, because the this is, their expression. You go ahead. This yeah. is a great jumping off point. I think this was one of the first things I noticed. Like in the film, was this scene right here that you're talking about, where he's giving this speech to all these students, and it cuts to shots that aren't in the setting. Like, they were obviously somewhere else, you know what I yeah. mean? But it's more about the imagery rather than, like, the realism of it. I feel like it's more about, like, what this image means within the context of this. Yeah. So how did you feel about it? See, that's, I felt like it was trying to show, like, power. Like, it was trying to be an uplifting depiction, especially when he says, like, we have thick lips, we have a broad nose, and it, mm -hmm. you show all these faces, and you have them really focused in. And you don't have them focused against like a high contrast. You just have them brought in, right through that background. Yeah. Um, I have I have two thoughts on that. Right. Um, we were talking about how he directed a Malcolm X movie, and recently I read the Malcolm X autobiography, and in that, a main point is that um, black people need to be encouraged to love themselves for the who they are. You know what I mean? Who their heritage is. And basically what that guy was saying, where like you have to embrace everything that you are within that, 
You know what I mean? And I think since it was at the beginning of the movie, it was almost like setting the stage for the rest of it. Um, and tying into the imagery that they had with the, the kids, the college kids, all their faces were like kind of looking up, you know what I mean? And to me, it was like, they were looking up to like a leader, you know what I mean? They were, they were all trying to look up to something. They were soaking up what he was saying. Um, and to me, it looked more like the eyes of children, like learning Mm -hmm. from someone than, um, like a hopeless type thing or. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess that is probably more the direction he was going in. But it was just like you could see that there was like a little bit of maybe like anxious, like the look on their face, there's something out there. Like okay. they're looking at – it looks like right. they're looking at something. Right. And that's like making that's, some feeling. This, so I feel a little bit different than, than you guys do. I think it, like Peyton was saying, it is empowering for them because it shows them like on the black background with nothing else around them. So it's just them and like their essence, like, and it shows, I think with like through their emotions and like you said, they seemed like a little anxious. I think that was like humanizing kind of because it started off in the beginning showing like the riot scenes and the, like the whole fucking dude talking about, uh, the Ku Klux Klan. Was it Alec Baldwin in the beginning? Yeah. I completely yeah. forgot. That was some of the first imagery where you have one, obviously, like, it made him look ill-prepared. And it was, I was curious whether this is, like, actual lines taken from some actual, like, mm-hmm. hate film. Um, but, yeah, and then there's a moment where the screen is black and you can only see his eyes Mm-hmm. Like the and reflection like, in his glasses. Yeah, yeah, the reflection in his glasses is just like you can't see him anymore. Yeah, dude, I think what you said about ill prepared is so spot on because like the fact that he needed a script to justify what he was saying mm-hmm. is kind of like saying that he has no justification whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Like he couldn't argue his point without someone else telling him what he needs to say, which I thought. I don't know. Just the the fact that you said that like really kind of hit that spot on. I feel like okay, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, obviously that scene ties in to the movie. That's why it makes me feel like it's quotes from someone like David Duke or some somebody like that. Yeah, I think it is because um, like on all like during the advertisements when they were putting out like their posters and the commercials and like the trailers, it was all based on a an incredible true story. And when I did, like, some research earlier, like, the lines that they say are things that um, Ray, not, what's his name? Ron. Ron. Wow. That Ron had written down, like, from the whole time that they were there. Okay. So I'm with you. I think that it was uh, based on... It was taken directly from, yeah, some... Something, someone. Yeah. And was, what he was saying, was that a commentary on the movie they watched at the end? Which movie? So you the Birth of a Nation. Yeah, when they were doing like his initiation. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't remember. It was a long movie. A lot happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. Yeah, this is a a tough one to unpack. Yeah. Um, definitely. Especially because there's a lot of scenes that have such powerful imagery. And um, probably if you watch this film two or three times, you'll pick up more even more. more of the subtleties. Absolutely in his direction. 
Yeah, it seemed to me like a couple of the little scenes didn't really follow like the plot so much as like they were all like little tiny commentaries on little different things. Yeah. And they all flowed together in like mm-hmm. a cohesive, understandable manner. And they were they were all revolved around the same thing. You know what I mean? Like racial tensions, discrimination, um, and they didn't have to fit into the plot for it to make sense within the movie. Do you feel like the way Lee shows both white nationalism and like the black power movement, do you think he, what do you think he was saying with that? Because there's a lot of scenes where it cuts back and forth between the two. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think he's showing the difference between love and hate. Like, whereas the black power group, theirs is all fueled by love and like, being equal with each other and everyone is beautiful and all that. And then the white nationalists were, hate, like we're gonna blow up this person's house, we're gonna burn the crosses in their yards and we hate these people. Right. And I think that them showing the parallels is like good versus evil almost. Okay. I'm thinking of the exact scene that you're talking about, I think where um, there's like that old black man talking to the group of like college students Mm -hmm. and then it cuts to the Ku Klux Klan initiation Um, and I think to me what that is is it reveals the justifications behind the two like the black people in their movement are justified in the fact that they've been persecuted for years the white people are justified in that movie like I don't I mean I can't really see the justification it's it's a it's a a poor representation yeah Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it really kind of they're good contrast because it really shows like the weakness behind like the the kkk's justification and just kind of like the non-basis they have for hating black people yeah it's hate just to hate there's no exactly exactly i'm i was also curious and maybe like it's something i missed but with the development of uh i'm trying to think of flip i'm Uh, trying to think of like yeah. yeah okay yeah with his development it seems like like Ron goes up to him and he's like early in the film like what's your mo-? like this is your fight too you mm-hmm. know this is your fight mm-hmm. what's the deal and I feel like that never completely gets right. settled out so that brings me to a point so I told you guys during the movie that it was um, Spike Lee's main goal was to create a commentary by using like historical background and showing that versus like at the end they showed the Charlottesville stuff mm-hmm. yeah so I think what he was doing with the character Flip, the way he portrayed him was that, because he didn't want to get involved, mm-hmm. right? Like, he wanted to stay out of it, but it showed that when people are involved like that, that it can help out, like, those groups. So, okay. because, like, <laughs> historically, white people are pretty fucking shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you can't argue that. And, um, it's always, like... You hear stories all the time in like different groups and different um, articles will come up about white people who are behind the black power movement, but you never see them getting like actually involved. And I think that with the Charlottesville, it showed the, um, the white girl who died when she was supporting the black power group. And I think that it was showing that we all have to work together. It doesn't matter. Like racism matter. Nothing like matters there. Like they were all together against this like bigotry. You're darn tootin', Dylan Peeler. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that was some. That was totally gold. Agree. Yeah, the scenes where it switches mm. on the phone. It's fantastic. 
Wait, which which one? Just all oh, the scenes they, where yeah, they, he's talking on the phone. And Aura? Then, like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I heard it the first time. I was like, oh, he's about to go in yeah. on this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, all right, back to what we were talking about, his whole um, experience. I think part of his problem was, not problem, but conflict, was that he was out of the spotlight because black people were in the spotlight, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like Jewish, meaning his, his race, okay. like the Jewish kind of, gotcha. right, um, was out of the spotlight because something someone else was in Another the spotlight. Is, okay. Exactly. And the second that he joined in, he knew that he was going to be under the spotlight um, simply for his race, right? Where... They took him um, underground or whatever and did the tried to do the yeah, lie detector. The, that was simply because he was Jewish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, he thought he was Jewish too. He didn't even know. Right, him. exactly. He and he knew that assumption. although he like his race had skin in the game, if he got in the game, he knew there was a possibility of getting hurt, I feel like. Um, but it never did really seem to resolve. I would agree with that. Yeah. At the mm-hmm. end, he... I mean, he did play his part. You know what I'm saying? He saw it through to the end. Yeah. Um, but it didn't seem like Spike Lee put an emphasis on that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I also found it interesting um, where he even comes to terms in the middle, I'd say, of the movie. He's like, I had never given any thought to being Jewish. Like, I was not yeah. raised Jewish. Like, I was born Jewish. Dude, what'd you think of that? I, I thought that was great parallel to like um he didn't realize like like you can just be born one way and be hated for that obviously like it finally i think put context to like he understood ron after that where okay he's like yeah all these like some of these cops here just hate you because you look different and like there's a more deeper like there's the difference between him and those cops were not very visible mm-hmm. but it was something that the kkk cared about and like looked to distinguish themselves against mm-hmm. um so yeah i think it was just like it showed him what it felt like it to an extent yeah dude i didn't realize how messed up like well not how messed up the kkk were but just like yeah. how to what unif degree? like uniformly they just hated races except mm-hmm. for white people like i didn't know jewish people were included in that yeah. like it's um it's horrible. I um, where I grew up, there's a town like really close to where I was growing up, where we would go through to pick up kids to take to our middle school because I went to a charter middle school in the other side. So we would go pick us up here, then go over here, then go back, and um, you would drive through these like very country, very like rural areas, and um, you would see big. Like, there's crosses, like, burnt crosses in yards out there. It's a yeah. horrible place. Like, That's wild. And, yeah, it's just, it's fucked. I mean, it's, it's totally wild because at the end of it, I think this draws, like, a good comparison would be he showed, uh, Spike Lee at the end showed videos of attacks in the 60s mm-hmm. and then jumped straight to now. To the Charlottesville, how it, yeah. So what I really liked about that scene was that he kind of panned into like them holding their torches. Mm-hmm. And then as that scene's done immediately, it went to Charlottesville. Like if you didn't realize that it was a movie 
and you just came in at that part, you might not be able to tell like that that's a different time. Yeah, such a smooth is, transition. It, it's yeah, incredible. And it, it was stuff like that, like where he would have like those mini scenes at the beginning or end, mm-hmm. where they could have stood alone um, by themselves as like a powerful a, a piece. Like it, it sends a message even on yeah. its own. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, I thought that was just like. I, that's probably part of Spike Lee's style, I would assume, mm-hmm. but that was just really cool to me. I was blown away by the movie. I just I want to get that out there again. It was yeah. incredible. It was I also, so um, like you were talking about, this was a, a realist representation that's supposed to like reflect today. Mm-hmm. When it shows the sign in the yard, mm-hmm. like that was such a a big point. During like the during the election, like people with their Trump signs in their yard, that his sign it was like make like not make America great again, but it was like something America the best, something along those mm-hmm. lines. I don't remember what the sign exactly said. Oh, are you talking about the signs in like the the yards? in front of the yards? Like in, in, the, in the movie movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And oh man. Just... Yeah, I was yeah. like not in real life. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought he was talking about like the <laughs> when they showed the real scenes at the end. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting because it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, that was a label to the house for the KKK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Similarly, similarly, it's, like how mm-hmm. yeah, there were little gems like that throughout the movie. Where mm-hmm. in the church there was like a Nixon sign. Yeah, I think. that was yeah, a, that was yeah. a good point. Um, it's like, there was probably another one mm-hmm. somewhere else. So, like, it, I couldn't. You never like really got like a full on view of like the sticker, but you always you saw Nixon for re-election, and the stickers looked. Very similar to uh, our president's <laughs> stickers from his campaign. Yeah, you, you think he's drawn a, trying to draw a strong parallel? Yeah, it was absolutely. It was very strong. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one scene I really want to talk about is the climax um, with the explosion. Yes, okay. the explosion. How did you guys feel about that? As like the climax of the film, do you think it was? Um, fulfilling do you think um i thought that there was going to be something like obviously that's a horrible thing and like it's not it was a big thing but i felt like there was going to be something like bigger than mm-hmm. that like something like i was a, thinking like the grandmaster like they were going to take down the grandmaster oh yeah something like something yeah you know mm-hmm. something where like it's like a big deal like a super big deal yeah i thought it was gonna um like that guy's wife Mm-hmm. How she was initially supposed to be at the church that event, or what, where were it they? Was, at? I'm not sure. The was, meeting with yeah, the, uh, with what was his name? Grandmaster. No, 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 no. no. With the telling the story about the man. oh yeah 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 yeah. I thought initially like something would happen there where the two sides end up meeting. Yeah. Um, I thought there was going to be a. I thought the explosion was going to take place at that place. I thought they were going to try to blow up that place with the people. Yeah. I thought so too. Yeah. I think that was the original plan. And then it, like, it was the original plan? Yeah. And I think it was... Lee wanted to finish that story. Mm-hmm. He wanted to finish showing this man tell a yeah. story that, like, hey, this is what happened. This is why it happened. Um, and then he moved into continuing this whole, well, they're going to attack someone. They obviously went for very powerful young leader Mm -hmm. um so 
as like the climax of the movie, I thought it it was definitely it, a bunch of build up and a bunch of great like you thought, hey, they're gonna come up to uh, Ron and just attack yeah, him, right? But instead, it was more um, the police end up attacking him. That was okay. That's another scene I wanted to talk about. Like, cause that's, I think that was a great way that he drew the parallels from like now and, um, versus, uh, then. So he, um, we've had like the recent police beatings and like police violence, police brutality against African Americans. And, um, I think that scene showed like, they don't care what you are. They don't care what you do. He was a cop just like them. They didn't Mm -hmm. care. They saw him. He was black with a white woman and. They went after him, and I think that draws a good parallel now. Like they don't, they don't look. They just go. Dude, that scene pissed me off. Oh, honestly. I was angry. Like, I, was, I it, felt like grabbed me, dude. I was, yeah, because <laughs> I was like, dude, there's a bomb right there. Yeah, he and you're coming after said, this guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, this woman is a domestic terrorist. I know. Like going after God, the black it was, dude because he's black. <laughs> it was so easy to hate that lady too. Oh, absolutely. Because she um, was just, she was so ignorant. Yeah, she was ignorant. I don't want to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I totally agree. And like those two characters, like he did a good job of making them like vilified. Mm-hmm. And like every time you saw him, it was like like ass. They were like acid. Like I just didn't want to touch them. You they, know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the what was his name? The dude with the soul patch and the mustache. That guy. Yeah. That guy just he got under my skin. <laughs> like just seeing him bothered me yeah and like they gave him like such a stereotypical look with like the like civil war south <laughs> soul badge yeah, yeah. if you dress this guy up in like if a he wore suit a civil war he would garb. fit in the civil war <laughs> you could be a confederate soldier <laughs> for I just real i hated him like the moment i was like oh this guy yeah <laughs> there's gonna be something up with this guy um but with that final scene i think um my favorite part of that was the fact that they got blown up because like to me i i was like all right this is basically saying like they're blowing each other up from all this you know what i'm saying like they got nothing out of it and And they ended it's just ended up in like a bunch of fire and shit you know it's all burned to the ground yeah Ashes so i thought that was really cool i really liked that so Based off of the Oscar-nominated movies we've seen, mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about this one in terms of ranking? Uh-huh. Uh, so, you, could you read for yeah, everyone again, just one more time? The, we're talking about Best Picture specifically, correct? Yeah. Okay. Because um, I know A Star is Born is on there. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is on there. Bohemian Rhapsody is also on there. Black Panther is on there. Okay. There's a movie called The Green... The Green, Green Book. Book. Green Book. See, I wanted to watch that yeah. one and you guys didn't. Oh my gosh, dude. That that was like an old grandma's movie for me, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> I knew there were going to be like some corny, like cheesy moments. Yeah, I want to hear the last one um, before I speak on this. All right, so Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Okay. Did not see Roma or Vice. I would like to see Vice. Or The Green Room. I saw Roma. I haven't seen any of those. But Roma, I thought, was a really good movie. Okay. So, out of the ones that I have seen, I think that this one was definitely the most powerful, had the best story, and was the most well put together. I would would choose this one. 
Yeah, I would totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, out of the ones I'm seeing, and I feel like Missing Roma is definitely a big deal because uh, I've only heard great things about that. But I would say this one also has the most like quality. It's a quality conversation, and it's also shot in ways and it's pieced together artistically in a way that I think is better than anything that Bohemian Rhapsody did or A Star is Born. Um, yeah, I, I would yeah. definitely say this is my Yeah, nomination. this is number one for me right now. I think, I just think everything he did in the movie was great. I think the actors played their roles like unbelievably well. Like the guy, I looked him up, he's been in like two other minor roles and he was on the TV show Power. And this was like his role, and he played such a good character. He was so goofy. It was fantastic. <laughs> he was so goofy. The but, voice. I was not expecting his voice yeah, to sound like that at all. <laughs> it was. It was really interesting. Are you guys talking about the Ron? The guy? Ron yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that, but his what? voice sounds different. No, 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 I'm saying like no, no, his, his voice, voice was just He's uh, a goofy like guy. <laughs> it was really like it was so. What was it? Seventies. Oh, oh like jive. Yeah, he yeah. Called, he described it as like jive. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. I think it was. Yeah, it had to be early seventies. Yeah, it was I, after Martin Luther King, yeah. which was nineteen sixty nine. He died nineteen sixty eight. Sixty eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyone yeah. who was born in that time, maybe it, it like makes a little bit better sense. It just, <laughs> yeah. It was funny, and yeah. it was like everything, which is like seems hard to do, but it all fit inside that timeline. Yeah. Like with there was so much packed into it. Yeah. Um and none of it seemed to break that decade either. Like it was very like all the paper records, all that stuff. Whereas like Bohemian Rhapsody, I felt like at times you could be like, Oh, this could like this could have happened Yeah, but it could also not have like happened. five years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah, like it it was yeah. interesting. That uh, was interesting for me. This yeah. I was just drawn in from the beginning. It'll be all right, yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, I liked, like, at the beginning, the disco scene. I loved that. That was 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 dancing, dude. I, like, started smiling. I couldn't stop myself from smiling. It made me happy. I was trying to, like, break it down while it was in there. And I think what it was was 75% of the shots weren't even of the two. Yeah. Yeah, it was of the people in the atmosphere. Everybody's um, just enjoying themselves. Yes, and so you kind of felt like you were there. Yeah, you, you were got with all them. of them. You were dancing with them. You yeah, were, dude, and they had like a with slow them. motion shot where they're like, they're in their shit together, like they're in a zone, and you're. It's like so pleasing. Um, mm, they did that a lot with the, so a very specific type of slow motion where it's not like because when you see slow motion, you think people moving super slow, mm-hmm. but the way they did it, it was almost like the background was moving faster than like the main focus i know what you mean so like when they were dancing it's like the background was moving faster than the two of them dancing together and then in the car scene when the um what's his name uh flip is coming down the hill in his car and they slow down his car down the hill or maybe not flip maybe it was when she was driving and he was chasing after her and they slowed it down and it felt like it felt like it was still coming but it was like wow this is not like a normal speed like yeah. it made you think to me it feels like you can soak everything up in the shot a mm-hmm. lot better than if it was at regular speed it's mm-hmm. like a certain like perfect degree of speed 
where you can you feel like you can see everything you can see all their little like movements mm-hmm. but at the same time it feels like this is realistic this is not like super slow motion yeah I, I thought I did a really good job with that too it's like smooth almost mm-hmm. yeah it I doesn't feel like two different types of camera it felt like the same scene like it didn't feel like anything shifted it just felt fluid. yeah I didn't even pick up on any of that I just remember that scene and like enjoying the way it was it was very visually pleasing and yeah, yeah. whatever that song was I was like wow yeah I want to yeah, look up the soundtrack I want to figure out the what it was the soundtrack is probably fantastic <laughs> And he does that too, like um, Spike Lee and the other film that I saw, um, Do the Right Thing, great soundtrack. So that's something, he kind of does like a Guardians of the Galaxy thing where he plays on the music mm-hmm. as like integrating it within the movie instead of just being like something that you overlay on top. Okay. That's the only instance where I could specifically see that, but again, like this would be a movie to see two or three times before before really feeling like you understand it and yeah. understanding a lot of his direction. Mm-hmm. Um, One scene, like like what you were talking about with the music, was where they were at the bar together and they were playing um, songs called Brandy in the background. And like it was like yeah. talking about her, because like, you were looking at her from like his perspective. Mm-hmm. And then like the way that he portrayed it, it was like when they were talking about the girl in the song, they were showing the girl. But when they were not, it was on him, like, when they were having the conversation. Also loved the the interpersonal conflict that he was having. Between? Between, like, okay. wanting to be a cop, wanting to do the right thing and serve his community. But then also wanting to serve his community that's being harassed. Um, and you, like, he definitely falls in love with this girl and she hates even the thought of him being a cop yeah yeah and he like that's what he loves that's what he found could help his community Mm -hmm. that makes me think like when she says like you don't care about our cause and he's kind of like look like i'm doing more for it than i feel like you are in a way yeah like i'm i'm taking action from the inside Mm -hmm. um and i don't know if you know, Spike Lee's trying to say anything about that. I mean, I think personally, like, that's, I feel like that's how change happens. You know what I'm saying? Is like, from Yeah, somebody inside. needs to, yeah. 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 I definitely felt like he, he was saying a lot in this movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. To the movement itself and to everyone who opposes the movement. Yeah. He's, he's saying, like, to everyone who opposes the movement, this is why they do it. He had those stories yeah. told to be like, this is how this started. But also to the movement itself, it seems like he was like, you have, like, we have to realize, like, we have to get in there and have people represent us in that system. Mm -hmm. Um, That makes me think of just, like, the whole Malcolm X, um, Martin Luther King, different philosophies where her, to me, seemed more like a Malcolm X type thing, where it was like, we need to band together um, as black people to grow in like our own kind of feelings of power and then his philosophy was i'm gonna get on the inside and make the change happen exactly like martin luther king exactly all right guys so oscar and wiseo i guess it doesn't even really need to be said i'm oscar yeah and then that's funny because it's actually nominated yeah it could potentially (laughs) win that oscar um yeah i think this goes without saying an oscar 
artistic wise very great film yeah i think um what you said earlier about how it combines like art and then um just really good technical aspects really for me makes it an oscar like it has out of all the movies nominated for an oscar this one has a mix of all that whereas like roma is strictly an artistic film okay um bohemian is kind of strictly a plot film yeah um but yeah definitely an oscar wouldn't it be kind of weird if there's like a wiseo like an actual one yeah that like, would be very strange like a wiseo show where they just like show the worst movies of yeah the year. but then people would start trying to make the worst movies and it would be like <laughs> they'd be like okay this is embarrassing for you <laughs> Oh, dude, I'd have fun watching that. I can't imagine what we could call the worst movie of the year. Oh, I can't even think of a bad Venom. movie. Venom. Venom. Was Venom bad? Venom was so bad. Oh, man. Don't oh. waste your time with Venom. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. All right, guys. Moving to the last segment. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to movies-wise? Something you guys want to see on the podcast? Hmm. I want to do a comedy next, like Reefer Madness or something. Reefer Madness, yeah. That's what we should definitely see if we can get someone on to do Reefer Madness. <laughs> Mason with us. would be fun for that one. Yeah. Yeah, Mason would be great for that one, man. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. I really want to see Vice still. Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. Mm hmm. Be a good one. Anything for you, Peyton? Uh. I was excited about Glass, but I've heard bad things since. Um, so maybe we won't get into that one. I haven't um, seen the first two movies. Neither have I, but I was going to catch up yeah. for Glass. Uh, I feel like, personally, I'd like to do a little bit more art film, uh, but I'm definitely excited for all the movies we'll get to see in 2019. Yeah. How do you feel about Roma? Again, um, I definitely want to see it. Cool, yeah. That's, that's kind of up that alley. Anything else you guys would like to say about Black Klansman? Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. As Harrison would say, five stars out of five stars. Five stars, out of five, five stars. stars out of five stars. You're darn tootin'. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Um, so you can follow us on Instagram at Casual Film Critic. Uh, if you have any critiques of the show, send them to us, I guess. Um, <laughs> and if you'd like to appear on the show yourself, uh, you can send us a message there or you can send us an email at casualfilmcritic at gmail.com. Peace.